to another episode of the Hop the Craft Beer podcast, where we make craft beer entertaining, fun, informative, and uh, generally just and a good sexy. time for everybody. Woo! And sexy. I'm Stephen Humes here with Gabriel Apria. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Round 98 is here at last. Thank and, God. Uh, and we're going back down to it. Uh, we're, we're back in California. We're back with an old timer. Where are we going today, Gabe? We're going to near San Diego. That's why um, I got all the Charger shit on. That's right. That, and also, they've been playing pretty well. But more importantly, we're going down near San Diego for Ballast Point Brewing Company, a brewery that I would probably say you've most definitely heard of, most definitely drinking one of their beers. If you know one of the OG beers that's available almost everywhere, spoiler alert, we're drinking it. We're very excited. We are very glad you guys joined us on this great Thirsty Thursday, and we are ready to dive the hell in. Let's get it. Yeah, uh, Ballast Point, you know, it's it's kind of interesting. It's sort of like a full circle experience for us, I think, because when we, uh, Ballast Point was sold to Kings and Convicts a couple of years ago, and it was right around the time that we started this podcast. It was kind of the first piece of news that we would really, like, talk about on the show. Right. So uh, here we are. We're drinking them, uh, and... You know, um, as far as how that affects their beers, we'll see. Uh, but the point is that you can get their beers anywhere. And uh, this is one that is definitely sort of widely distributed, uh, sort of a nice contrast to the smaller brewery we did last week. They have a lot of options. They have some great artwork. They have a fish theme that I am a fan of. They have tap rooms all over the place. They're a great operation. So we're excited very to... aquatic. Uh, yes, a very aquatic sort of San Diego marina sort love of me brewery. some fish love me some swimming love me some snorkeling I I think it's great uh we'll talk about their stuff and how they kind of got this idea further but uh yeah excited yeah so uh so thank you for joining us settle in uh crack open a ballast point and and take a ride with us uh, connect with the show if you haven't already. We appreciate everyone that that does that, that uh, reaches out to us. We are at the HO Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. You can uh, contact us, hit up our personals if you want, at Shakespeareist over here if you want to see the nothing that I ever post. Uh, and Gabe is at Gaberade67. And uh, you can send us an email if you have, you know, we love to hear from you regarding brewery suggestions or requests if you're like, I would love to hear more seltzer episodes i would love to hear uh, you know more ciders on the show gluten-free options wine whatever you want to hear uh you know we'll we'll do them if they are requested and you can send us an email we are the hopod at gmail.com we are also a video podcast head over to youtube check us out on there if you want to see gabe's beautiful new chargers jersey that took like six months to show up but you know he now it's here this is not the new one but thank you i appreciate it oh that's <laughs> awkward and uh behind me you can see the brewery uh so all of that's available on youtube just search for the hop of craft beer podcast subscribe click the bell you'll get notified when things are posted there and uh, it helps the show it helps the show get better. Speaking of helping the show, you can also rate and review on Apple Podcasts. That's really the best way to help the show. If you are a regular listener, we would appreciate it if you just uh, tap that five star or, you know, any other stars. We don't want to pressure you, but like five stars is our preference. But uh, tell us what you like, what you don't like. Help us make the show better for you. And we will do that. No pressure, but like if you don't give us five stars, you're dead to us. Um, and that's just kind of how we feel. Uh, let us know what breweries to hit up next. Let us know what breweries to repeat. Uh, we are here for you. Let us know 
if you're a football fan and you have a color rush jersey, send us a photo of you drinking a beer. Color rush. We sorry had to do it. Had to do it. So stupid. All right, we're, uh, <laughs> we're driving in. Beer news. All right. Uh, it was a pretty light week in beer news here, but uh, some highlights. The can saga continues. It will never, ever, 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 ever end. Uh, the can shortage, the great can shortage of 2020 and 2021. But Ball Corporation is now looking at raising prices on aluminum cans for people that buy aluminum cans. That's not us. Those would be the breweries directly. But if the breweries have to pay more for their cans, we're going to pay more for their beer. So fuck. So uh, just something to let you know that that is happening. Also, Sierra Nevada. Recycle. Recycle your cans, please, so that we don't have to pay more for beer. Also, Sierra Nevada has released their 2021 celebration officially. We mentioned it would be coming, but it's out. And that means it's Christmas, really. I mean, when you see celebration, <laughs> yeah. it's Christmas. So It's it's great. It's a great beer. Uh, we'll be drinking it, maybe not on the show, because we did it last year. But we'll definitely be drinking it regardless, just in our hearts. It's a great one to have, you know, for for just it's it's just it's a fresh hop beer brewed with hops that just came out of the hop harvest. You know, it's a it's a good one. So grab it. Uh, we're going to report on Maui Brewing doing a transition. Uh, we we just had a Maui Brewing episode just two episodes ago, and we talked all about how they are Maui and Hawaii through and through, how they really do all their brewing in Hawaii. Well, guess what? Whoops! <laughs> changes. Uh, they <laughs> are moving their shit to the mainland. No, they're they're um yeah they're moving a lot of production to the mainland. Uh, they distribute to about twenty three states in in the country that are not Hawaii, and they've had uh, supply chain constraints getting the beer from Hawaii here. So uh, they're going to start brewing in denver they're gonna start brewing a lot of their mainland products at sleeping giant brewing they have begun already they started i believe with some of their seltzer products but uh full production is expected to begin in the first quarter of 2022 so going forward the maui brewing beer that you drink will have been brewed in denver most likely unless you're in hawaii i don't know that that's going to affect quality or anything it's just you know there's just a an essence to a Maui brewing beer that it should be from Hawaii and and it makes me sad. But you know what? They're doing what they got to do and and more power to them. As true as that is, I will say I got it in New York and I thought it was delicious. I'm sure it's a little bit better straight up in Hawaii. But again, they are doing what they can. They're doing what they got to do to keep the brewery moving. And really, that's all that matters. And they have they were able to secure some, you know, some production space at Sleeping Giant Brewing. So, uh. So good for that. We're on an island. <laughs> All right. Moving right along. Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos got nothing on Sam Adams because Sam Adams has a new West Coast IPA debuting this week after they sent a bunch of hops to outer space and brewed the beer with it. Crazy. Holy crap. I didn't <laughs> even know you could do this, let alone try it. Uh, it's the official beer of Inspiration 4, the world's first all-civilian mission that traveled around Earth for a few days in September. Uh, Sam Adams sent 66 pounds of mosaic and citra hops into space. It orbited Earth. It lasted 22 days, 23 hours, and 3 minutes. So, fittingly, the spacecraft four-pack costs 22 33 
Uh, it's a 6.2% IPA featuring notes of grapefruit, guava, and passion fruit. Uh, the, bre- the beer will be available in tap rooms starting November 16th and then, you know, surrounding areas and where you normally get Sam Adams beer. Uh, I guess the pre-sales or the uh, early limited releases have already been sold out, which makes total absolute sense. Not only is this innovative and dope, but it's a West Coast style IPA. And who loves a good West Coast style IPA, Stephen? That would be me. And uh, 2233 is a lot for a four pack. But that you is, know what? It is. But the hops <laughs> went to space. Sense. So they, they've been on a journey. Let us know if you can taste the outer space in the West Coast. IPA. Yeah. Also, West Coast IPA and Mosaic and Citra hops. I'm already skeptical. Let me just yeah, let me just say true. that that's true. Maybe, but we'll have to get our hands we'll on it. We'll see. I know um, it. It was also in part of a donation benefit. They yeah. raised a hundred thousand dollars for St. Jude's Children Research Hospital. Uh, the goal was to reach two hundred million. Uh, Elon Musk said, "Hey, I have money," and he donated a bunch, which is <laughs> of great. Uh, but that was, uh, again, part of it. Um, but, I, I mean, Spacecraft IPA, Sam Adams is what it's called. And I love me a good traditional Boston lager. I had it not too long ago. Sometimes that's just, you just need to get back to basics. So Sam Adams can hang. I know they're not, you know, they're they're a little on the corporate big big guy side. But Yes, they, but technically they can still... Technically, still independent craft beer. I know that's a little bit of a joke, but that is. But yeah. technically, they are, and they make the list every year. Boston Beer Company. So, uh, yeah, this is really this is really cool. It's a little gimmicky, but you know, I love who doesn't it. love a good gimmick every now and then? <laughs> Citrus, <laughs> mosaic, and space. Oh my! Oh my! <laughs> All right, Gabe, you ready for uh, you ready for some beer? I'm ready to start drinking. So. Toast us up. I propose a toast. We haven't Come had this in my corner. In a while. This is I good. know, I know. It's. I felt like we had been neglecting it, so let's go <laughs> back to our basics. Uh, all right, I propose a toast, and this is an excerpt from "Poem of the Gulls" by uh, Lucy Maud Montgomery. Slumberous calm on the ocean and shore comes with the turn of the tide. Never a strong sweeping pinion may soar where the tame fishing boats ride. Far and beyond, in blue deserts of sea, where the wild winds are at play, there may be the spirits of seabirds be free. Tis noon, for the gulls are away. And I would like to end the toast by getting really deep and meaningful with a short poem by Richard Brodigan. At 1.30 in the morning, a fart smells like a marriage between an avocado and a fish head. I have to get out of bed to write this down without my glasses on. Poetry. Amen. Are you thinking right now? Like I am? Shakespeare who? Good work, Richard. That just Uh, catch your eye, made you feel all warm and fuzzy inside? Yeah, I was looking for poems about fish, and I saw that, and I thought, That'll you work. know what? That's in the episode. Um, I it feels it feels weird and wrong, and it feels somehow on brand. And welcome to the hop, Rich.
This fish looks angry, Steven. It does. It looks like uh, it looks he like looks pissed off. It looks like one of those fish that's like poisonous, like one of the most poisonous animals on the, the planet. We're talking, fish. we're talking about the fish on the can of Ballast Points Sculpin India Pale <laughs> Ale. You know it. You've seen it. It's their it's their go to. It's their number one. It's their OG. It's uh, classic, classic beer, uh, and and we're gonna drink it right now. It's basically an IPA, but they call it a Sculpin. They've done it in all kinds of variations. More on that later. Uh, This one is 7% ABV. The IBUs are at 70. That's pretty classic. Beer Advocate has it at 98, untapped 3.96. Beer Connoisseur has rated it a 97. High scores. This was was a big one, and I feel like the more research we did, the more we realized, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is... This is as classic as they come. It's an IPA. They call it the Sculpin, but I mean, uh, it's it has won 34 awards in total, and it's basically one of their year rounders. One of their, you know, it's their bread and butter. It's what it's yeah. what Ballast Point does. I will tell you that in the glass, and I have a pint glass here. It's beautiful to me because it's pretty clear. It is uh, quite orange amber ish srm chart i would put it around an eight and it's like this orange copper copper is the wrong word orange amber color uh Mm -hmm. but it's clear it's it's definitely not in the hazy ipa family which gets me excited already an ipa that packs a bit of a sting just like the sculpin fish that is the idea behind it uh this fish looks like you would drink an IPA, but uh, yeah, this is this is the the OG, and we're very happy to have it. From the brewery, quote, our Sculpin IPA is a great example of what got us into brewing in the first place. After years of experimenting, we knew hopping an ale at five separate stages would produce something special. The result ended up being this gold medal winning IPA, whose inspired use of hops creates hints of apricot, peach, mango, and lemon flavors. It took a bronze medal at the 2007 Great American Beer Festival. It took gold elsewhere. In the Pro-Am category, the Sculpin fish has poisonous spikes on its fins that can give it a strong sting. Ironically, the meat from a Sculpin is considered some of the most tasty. Something that has a sting but tastes great sounds like a Ballast Point IPA. Love it. And I'm sorry, where the did more it take you know? I'm sorry, where did it take a bronze medal? I didn't, I didn't at the it. 2007 Great American Beer Festival at, at the, the Gab. Gab. Thank you. In Thank the you. Pro Am category. That's all I needed was just to make us do that because I'm Gabe an idiot. With an F. Uh, on the nose, this is like, oh, yeah. Oh, it's a West Coast oh. IPA, baby. Like, it, this is speaking of, like, you get pine, you get citrus for sure. You get lemon and apricot and peach, yes. But I, what I love is the pine, the dankness, you know, that bite is there it's there citrusy fruity hops almost just yes just like i took one sniff and i thought "Ooh, this is gonna be good this is gonna be a party in the mouth like a lot of mango coming off it yeah Um, it just smells like it's like oh yeah like this is this is our beer like this is for the hop all beers are for the hop but like (laughs) if you know us personally you know this is the way to go 
We just love West Coast IPAs, and they don't happen enough anymore, even on the West Coast. Uh, I didn't. And then we, I didn't realize this was going to be considered a West Coast IPA. I didn't know really. I've had it before, but I've never thought about it before. Yeah, I don't think of Sculpin as an IPA. I don't know why. I think of it as like. I, I I don't know. I mean, I'm just I'm wrong is what I am because it is an IPA, but uh, it's definitely West Coasty in the in the look in that it's clear there's no haze and yep. in the smell. I will say it poured with about a, uh, maybe a half an inch, maybe a little less of foam, and that dissipated pretty quickly. It's pretty clean in the glass, though. I don't see a whole lot of lacing or anything going on right now. There's not um, a lot of head retention. I've got literally just like a little bit of white foam, but it's not really coating the top of the glass. It's just kind of sporadic throughout um, yeah. with, with it more in the middle. And as far as the malt goes on the nose, it's pretty understated, I would say. There's a little bit of sweetness to it, a little bit of cracker to it, but not much. It's mostly, uh, it's mostly the hops dominating the show. They said that they added hops. At, they, they hopped it at five separate stages. So, you know... Anybody's guess where that was? I'm assuming they dry hopped it at some point. Yeah. Added it to the mash, the whirl. Who knows? We're not scientists. Uh, we're they, brewers, apparently. <laughs> but in terms of what hops are in here, that would be, I mean, I'm sure it's, it's you know, changed over time. It's been around, like Gabe said, since 2007. So this is a, like, 15-year-old beer-ish. Well, less than that. So, uh, but there's definitely a blend of, it's not, all the tropical hops. There's definitely some earthier hops in here. There's definitely some, you know, maybe some Simcoe, maybe some Cascade or Centennial. I don't know that for sure. It's just that there's that bite, that pine, the earthiness, the spiciness, all that stuff is there. And it, it, that's what makes it a West Coast IPA, right? So, yay. Yay. There we go. Yes. Yes. <laughs> there we go. All right. You want to drink this? Yes. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to beers. Here we go. Okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying now about West Coast style. All right. Yes. For sure. I don't know why. I I just, I didn't read anything that made me say West Coast. I was just like, oh yeah, flavor and IPA. But uh, yes, definitely in that direction. Definitely uh, citrusy, hoppy. It's got the bite to it. it. It's not too strong though. It's, it's really, really good. If you don't like IPAs, um, and you want to try something, I think you can handle it. This might not be your favorite beer, but I think you can handle it. Um, very, the bitterness is definitely there. Uh, 70 IBUs. Yeah, I would agree with that, but it is a little creamy in the mouth, a little smooth going down. Uh, Really enjoy like the ride, so to speak. I feel like we're on, we're on like the the lazy river, and we're just like, yeah, we're just ebbing and flowing, like we're just chilling. I yeah, I think that the uh ho- the bite of the hops, the the bitter part takes over pretty quickly. Before it does, you get like a dab of all the citrus. You get um for me, it's like tangerine and tangerine peel. I wouldn't go so far as to say grapefruit, but tangerine, uh, some some mango, some ap- apricot, and there's it's an earthy thing. It's it's not to me. It's not juicy. I don't think that term applies here. It is earthy, 
a little bit of spiciness to it. And then the hops. That resin. Then the resin takes over. And when the resin takes over, that's kind of uh, what you're filled with, like from then on. Like at that point, it's. It's bold, it's balanced, yes, but uh, it's it's bold and biting and hoppy bitter, and this is like what makes people love IPAs, but it's also what makes people hate IPAs. Like this is why we've transitioned into more juicy IPAs at this point because a lot of people don't like the bite. But if you like the bite, don't sleep on Sculpin. I mean, this is yeah. uh, this is a classic, really good one, really well balanced. In the mouth, uh, for me, creamy is not really the word I'd use. I'd say it's a sort of medium to full-bodied, luscious flavor. I would say it's dank for sure. I don't Mm -hmm. know that I would go creamy myself just because it feels a little bit more... The carbonation is pretty high, and it feels like it feels a little zingier than that to me. That's just me. Uh, and then the back end is like lingering hop bitterness. You just had an IPA, and, yeah, and and you know it. Yeah, you know? for sure. I would I would completely agree with that. It, there's something uh, it. Everyone has their own tastes, and I get it that some people don't like the bite, but. I don't know. Sometimes the bite is one of the best parts. I'm not saying that. Without the bite, this beer would like suck or anything. That's not what I'm saying at all. But there's just something about that bite that makes it that much more enjoyable. For me, yes, I completely agree with you. I think some people are in the of the ilk of, you know, more big beer, Corona, Budweiser type things, and they want something that's a little easier drinking. This is right. not crushable at all. This is um, definitely it's not going to kill you at 7%, but it's it's a sturdy beer. Like it's, you know, it's it's not. It's not one to just throw back. Let me just say this. If you go fishing and all you have in the cooler is this beer, don't be surprised if you fall in the lake (laughs) because, I mean, it's 7%, which isn't amazingly strong, but it's, you know, it's 7%. Does that make sense? Yes. I mean, you know it. It's, it's delicious. It's really well balanced. Uh, The malt is subtle and not on the flavor, but it's definitely doing its job, like allowing the hops to ride without, uh, you know, stealing the show from them. It's all those things, but it does have, it definitely has a bite and packs a punch for sure. In, um, and I'm saying that in a good way, but it's, it's she ain't shy. She ain't shy. (laughs) She doing her job. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about ballast points operation a little bit. Um, dedicated to the craft that they are uh they're a brewing company out of so originally out of san diego like gabe said uh their original location was in the home brew mart which is uh this this building in san francisco or san diego sorry san diego uh, that opened in 1992 that is what's behind me this tap room behind me is their home brew mart original location so they brewed their first beer and sold it in 1996. Um, and basically they were a group of home brewers that found each other, came together at that homebrew mart. And um, here, here they are, you know, and now they're, they're crushing it and have like a million locations. 
They are and San Diego proud, and maybe, just maybe, they're Chargers fans. If they are, go Chargers. If they're not, I'm embarrassing myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, they have a bunch of spaces now. It's crazy. Yeah, they've got tap rooms in Anaheim. They have one coming in San Francisco. They've got Miramar, San Diego. They've got Little Italy, San Diego. They've got the Homebrew Mart location in San Diego, like I mentioned. And then they have one in Long Beach. You can find their beer beers all over the place. Oh, yeah. uh, beers, food. I mean, look at the Homebrew Mart location. If you're if you're on YouTube, you can see the taps. Just look how many taps are going on oh, behind yeah, me I, here. I didn't even see that. It's uh, it's 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 a dope spot and they're I'm too busy looking at aquaman behind your left shoulder yes i have like a like a classic sort of you know those old scuba diving suits like that's what that is those like old like life aquatic like you know metal kind of bottom bottom of the ocean type deal yeah something that if i put it on i'd be like well i'm gonna sink and die i mean <laughs> but they used to do it um so they started you know they just kind of where this group of homebrewers, it just continued taking off, taking off, taking off. But 96, you know, they, that puts them in the category with Sierra Nevada, with Anchor, with some of these old school bre- craft breweries that have been around so long, since before the boom ever happened. You know, they've been on the scene yeah. for a very long time. Uh, and they've been through a lot of iterations. They've won a lot of awards. They won Champion Small Brewery in 2010 at the World Beer Cup. Uh, they brewed Sculpin IPA for the first time in 05. 05. And that's, there's something that's impressive about that because it hasn't, you know, it's only been around for so long. And yeah. uh, it's it was a hit and they used it by using two homebrew recipes. They combined them and bada bing, bada boom, it's our first beer. From bringing a hoppy twist to a porter or adding four types of malt to its amber ale to creating the breakthrough gold medal winning Sculpin IPA, Ballast Point is known for adding its touch and asking if there's a better way. And I am fascinated by the idea of a hoppy porter. I would love to Yeah, get I feel down like that's that. not something you see a lot. Not at all. Uh, they do give back quite a bit. They have a social responsibility and community environmental projects uh, portion of their website, which basically breaks down all of the things uh, they do. Some highlights uh, hosted a 2017 Surfrider Beach cleanup and picked up 21 pounds of trash. It was the best turnout for a corporate sponsored event. Ballast Point invites San Diego area nonprofit organizations to fill out an online form for assistance with donations, fundraising, yada, yada, yada. Uh, partnered with Closing the Loop, an organization which employs disabled veterans and helps divert food waste from the site. Much more, too many to talk about. You can definitely go to their site and check those out along with their certifications and awards uh, that go along with that. Uh, another brewery all about giving back and uh, helping out those in need, which is great to see. They have a little bit of a history as a distillery, too. Uh, I don't actually know really if they're still doing it. I think that they um, I think that they are, but they were uh, their distillery arm was named California Distillery of the Year for two years in 2013 and 2014 at the New York International Spirits Competition. This company also spent some time on the East Coast. I believe that the taproom is now closed, but they they had opened a, a brewery in Virginia and hey. sent their first 
keg of grapefruit sculpin to then governor Terry McAuliffe. Terry, I'm sorry for your loss this week, by the way. Uh, awkward. Um, but he sorry, drank, bud. Drink but, a beer. But when he was governor the first time, uh, he got to drink the first keg of grapefruit sculpin brewed on the East Coast in 2017. Oh, wow. How cool is that? Did he and get to keep the keg? Uh, I don't know. Is but it on his wall somewhere? Now he's unemployed, and they don't have a tap room in Virginia anymore. So, um, <sighs> ooh, double burn. Sad, sad music. Um, oh, I got it. I got it. Another one bites the dust. Boom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they. Uh, Let's see. We should. I, I guess we should talk about the Kings and Convicts thing. Uh, they were bought by. So Kings and Convicts is a Chicago-based craft brewery. We have talked about this on the show, but mm-hmm. um, they because they were they were owned by Constellation Brands for a while. Constellation Brands is a huge sort of macro thing, and so Kings and Convicts actually brought them back into the craft fold. Const, when they were Constellation, they kind of weren't craft beer as much because Constellation Brands is like a big big. Uh, corporation. So Kings yeah. and Convict Sale, they were sold uh, for an undisclosed amount of money. It was probably between $75 million and $200 million, but no one's really sure. Um, so Ballast Point now is back in the Kraft family. They currently sell about 16 to 20 different types of beer. We'll get into oh, what's yeah. on tap, but uh yeah, it's it's a interesting move for them, and I think it's a positive one that they you know they feel, and it even says on their website, we're we're back in the craft game because we were, uh, because we've joined this kings and convicts sort of community. So it's 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 a good thing for them. Uh, they have added a kitchen and an R and D brewery in Little yep. Italy, San Diego. That's been around for a few years now. Um, and they also opened their first in 2019, opened their first restaurant and brewery in downtown Disney. Yeah, I was going to say that that Anaheim brewery is in Disney. Not bad. Go hang out with Disney. Mickey and raise a beer. Yay. I'm not going to play it again. I, oh, I, thought, I was like, here it comes, here it comes. No, <laughs> no, not um, again. And then, but. Uh, 2021 this year, they are celebrating their 25th anniversary, yep. which I mean, guys. Yeah, twenty five years. Twenty five years in the brewing game is is no small feat. So uh, yeah, they're awesome. And uh, Bell's Point, you know, I just this is one of those breweries. I feel compelled to just tell the people like, don't sleep on them. Grab no. their beers if you see them. They're they're good beers. They're craft beers. <laughs> and uh, like the this Sculpin is like kind of blowing me away a little bit because you drink it yeah. and you're like, oh yeah, the Sculpin, and then you drink it and you're like. Oh, that's actually a really, really good IPA. It yeah, does everything it's, it's, it's very supposed to solid. Do. It's yeah. very great. Um, and you know, again, they got that nice aquatic theme. So if you like fish, if you like the ocean, <laughs> if you like to swim, and you like beer, Ballast Point. Dedicated to the craft. All right, Gabe. Uh, do you have any um, last thoughts here on the beer before we move into this to round two? Yes, I do have final thoughts. My final thought is, it's, <laughs> is he's going to take the last gulp? Or that's what's happening right now. If you're listening, <sighs> that's my final thought. It's amazing. It's dope. I really like it. It's this nice, hearty, humble seven percent that can get the party started. Boom. Great. It. Uh, 
I, I agree. It's balanced. It's beautiful. It's West Coast. It's an IPA the way an IPA is supposed to be done. 7%, 70 IBUs. I mean, classic, classic, classic. I would even go so far as to say they're magically delicious. That it's magically delicious. Uh, I'm going to kill that little leprechaun. I swear to God, I'm going to find him one day. It's nothing. It's my favorite drop. Sorry. <laughs> the Sculpin has come in a lot of iterations. Uh, I've had it. I've had the Habanero one. That was a trip. That was weird. Uh, yeah, that one sounded. I've never had that one, but you were telling me about that, and that sounded insane. That was weird. And given your history, I don't think you would like it very much, but uh, they do well, have other versions of this, and Gabe's going to drink one of those. So why don't we let Gabe do that? And then I'll take us in a whole to a whole new world. All right, Gabe. I want a drop up. of you singing that. No, I'm gonna make it. Get ready. <laughs> Second beer, it is. Here we go. This is the Sculpin IPA, but I got the grapefruit edition. Now I'm gonna be honest. San Diego Brewery in New York. We don't have amazingly great options. I wanted to get the one that Steven's doing next. I wanted to get another one. These were the two solid options given what I was able to get and the time I was able to use. Not using it as an excuse. I'm thinking of it as another beer, but it's going to be very similar just with grapefruit. Um, This is what it looks like for y'all on YouTube. It's literally the same fish, but with little bit of that grapefruit color rather than just plain orange. It is another year-rounder. It is quoted as an easy-drinking beer that tastes like summer. Well, it's fall, and we don't care, so leave us alone. It's also 7%. It also has 70 IBUs. It's pretty much the exact same color. I would say a little bit cloudier, but definitely not hazy, uh, not really clear you can't really see through it uh the video doesn't really do it justice but it's it's more cloudy i'm not gonna say hazy uh beer advocate gave this one a 96 untapped gave this one a 3.96 beer connoisseur gave it a 95 scores are very similar it's won seven awards respectively our grapefruit sculpin adds a fresh squeeze of tangy bitterness to our signature IPA. Some may say there are few ways to improve sculpin's unique flavor, but the tart freshness of grapefruit perfectly complements our IPA's citrusy hop character. Hmm. I'm interested. Yeah, I think grapefruit is a good addition to that whole situation because grapefruit is, you know, we've talked about this a lot before, but grapefruit is one of the more bitter of the citrus families. So it goes well with bite and hop bite and all those kinds of things. So I think it is a a match made in brewing heaven. Don't have to tell me twice. All right. Let's get into it. Uh, The same amount of minimal lacing as the other one. Same head retention. I feel like most of this is going to be very similar with some additions. So we'll see. Yeah, we won't. uh, We won't. We'll try not to bore you. We'll try to make it entertaining. But, you know, this is the thing. Like, uh, sometimes you got to you got to drink what's in front of you. And they have all these different versions of them. We mentioned the habanero. I wish we could be doing that on the show. Yeah, I would. I would honestly love to do that. Even if it's too hot, I would still like sit here in pain and just be like, ah, like, I think (laughs) it'd be dope. But uh, grapefruit makes sense. So. Cheers, Gabe. Wish I was drinking it with you. I'll, I'll I, drink my regular IPA while you drink your There we go. IPA. There we go. Uh, <laughs> off the nose, it's very similar to the first one, except as you guessed it, I'm smelling a lot of 
A grapefruit? Watermelon. Oh. No, I'm kidding. No, grapefruit. Yeah, it's it's what? like all, it's it's like the grape. It's it's literally the West Coast smell we had plus a shitload of grapefruit. Mm. So here we go. I'm gonna chug this. Uh, do you want to mention quickly the other iterations? I I don't know how many there are to be honest with you. I mean, I know about the uh, habanero as I've mentioned a few times, which was a crazy experience because that was like it was just so. I mean. It was really the first time I'd ever had a pepper beer. So I was like, well, sure, let's see what happens. And then it was uh, it was uh, hot um, and it was hot down my into my stomach and I felt it burning the whole way. They have a uh, Aloha Sculpin, which is basically a hazy IPA. Um, and then they have those are those are pretty much the ones in the Sculpin family. But they have a whole bunch of other beers on tap that will, you know, we we can get into now or later you know including a bunch of loggers a bunch of different stuff uh they have currently well they just released their pumpkin down which is uh kind of a fall favorite yeah. that's a seasonal and yeah, that's that looks a, sick it does look sick because it is a pumpkin beer but it's a pumpkin beer uh that is well i'll just read you the description some might think we're out of our gourd for making a pumpkin ale, but our pumpkin down is not like the others. Caramel and toffee maltiness of our Piper down Scottish ale is a perfect backdrop for a boatload of roasted pumpkin. So it's a pumpkin ale based with a, on a Scott, like it's a Scottish ale as a base and then pumpkin with it, which I am interested. So they have a lot to offer, but in the Sculpin family, to answer your question, it's the habanero. Yeah. They have the hazy Aloha version. They have the grapefruit. Uh, those are the, the main ones. Yeah. How's that grapefruit taste? Dude, it's awesome. Um, so it's basically the Sculpin, but first off, the carbonation is a little bit stronger. I don't okay. know if they meant to do that or if just based on like how cold my beer was, but the, the carbonation is like a little bit stronger, a little more zingier, which is like very interesting. Um, but it's it's very like the last one, you know, classic West Coast style. It's not juicy at all. It's earthy. It's hoppy. But that citrus flavor is there. I think obviously you get a lot of grapefruit and you get a lot more citrus. I think this the first Sculpin is for the people that like beer. The grapefruit Sculpin is for the beer nerds who really want to think about it and appreciate it, the craft Mm. beer heads, just because there is so much more flavor. There is, you know, more going on, but it also is a West Coast style, but it also has this and also has that, yada, yada, yada. You know, it it, it is a beer that they had, that they did stuff to it and made it something else. And I feel like only craft beer enthusiasts will really appreciate that. It would be great if everyone did. Maybe cross your fingers but it's really great um it's still the same mouthfeel like it's still that light to medium mouthfeel except as i said carbonation's just cranked up by like two flavors cranked up by like six um the the abv bite is still there it still reminds you who it is the fish is still angry he's there (laughs) But that's okay. He'll get over it. And uh, yeah, I have you ever had this? If you have not, I would invite you to go grab it the next time you see it. I have. Yes. Uh, And it's great. So then the million dollar question, though, which one are you buying another one of? Grapefruit. Mm. 
Easy. I love the Sculpin, but this one is just more fun to make. It just has a little twist. Yeah. Just, it's, but like, sometimes grapefruit can be bad. I I had no bias going into it. I was like, let's see what it can do. Now it's ka You know, there's a brewery out of Portland, Oregon called Deschutes. Uh, maybe people have heard of them. Um, De who? <laughs> And uh, they just they have a, I bring them up because they have a, an IPA called their Fresh Squeezed, which I've been drinking a lot of lately just because they have it on tap at my local beers uh, bars here. But it's it's kind of that thing. It's like a West Coast IPA with bite. But also citrus and the citrus yeah. accents. I mean, and, and the regular Sculpin has citrus, right? But this is like it has like a, a, an even more juicy bite to it because it's I think theirs might be tangerine or maybe it's grapefruit. I don't know. But the point is that uh, the grapefruit really accentuates that without turning the beer into the realm of hazy IPA. It doesn't right. necessarily do that. It just, right. It's it's not that at all. It's it stays true to what it is. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to drink something completely different, if you, you don't in. mind. Uh, this is their Long Fin Lager. This is the can here. This is what it looks like if you're watching on YouTube. It's a blue can with a white, you know, you got your fish, as always. Fish. Uh, it's kind of their thing, but uh, it's a Long Fin Lager. It is a year rounder. It's 4.5% ABV. IBUs are at 17. Beer Advocate has it at 82, untapped at 346 I would not normally drink an IPA before a lager, but Gabe, uh, sometimes I sacrifice for the greater good, and Aww, the greater good in thanks, this case bud. was Gabe. From the brewery, our Longfin Lager has become one of the go-to beers with the team at the brewery, one of the most difficult beers to brew because of its simplicity, simplicity a solidly balanced Hellas that finishes clean with a hint of hops and Chardonnay, aromatic Notes, Pilsner malt and crisp cracker notes follow in taste with a soft pepper bitterness. It would easily fit in at any German beer garden, but we think it's perfect for enjoying on the beach, the boat, or wherever you can put an ice chest full of beer. And uh, yeah, here we go. And they also just redesigned the art on the can. They make a note about that. So that's fun. Now, does that, is that a fish or is that a whale on the can? No, that's a fish. It's a long fin it's a long, long fin, fin fish. Fish. okay. Yeah. Okay. Because from here, I mean, I'm only going off of the can you have, but I'm also going off of the web their website, and it kind of looks like a tiny whale. Which I was going to be like, no wonder you picked this beer, Mister. I love no. blackfish. I well, we could talk you, about it. It's you great. can't just throw that out and without, <laughs> with context. It's that's a weird thing to say. I Mr. just like blackfish. it. There's reasons for it. I. Uh, uh, he loves that movie. SeaWorld's fucked up. Okay. Uh, the bre- the beer poured with uh, not much head at all. It was pretty thin. No lacing here. But what what head was there was a sort of fizzy white cap that dissipated quickly. It is uh like a light yellow color, golden color, true to the lager style. On the SRM chart, I would put it around a two or a three. It's very light yellow. I'm excited for this. You know, we t- we had our Oktoberfest episode recently, and every fall I am just reminded of the beauty of a, a good, crisp, malty lager. Uh, and um, I shouldn't just say fall because it works in the summer too, but I do love those things. So, uh, so here we go. I'm diving in on the nose. Okay, this is much more summer lager than... 
I think their description has, you know, the German thing, mm-hmm. but this is definitely a Hellas. It is not like a fest beer. And there's a distinction mm. there. There's a lot of lemon on the nose here. Uh. There's a lot of sweet citrus. So you get the pale malts and the cracker, but it's not that sweet malt thing. Like, you know, when we, we smell this, the fest beers and it's like honey and it's like, yeah, this is much more floral, um, much more herby lemon uh and then definitely those like spicy german hops but it's it's lighter it's got chardonnay is a great word for it white grape you know stone fruit there's a there's a fruity sweetness to this that you don't necessarily get when you go in for like those german you know marzins or fest beers yeah and when you read that when you were talking about the brewery description i was kind of like huh really interesting like i did that kind of threw me for a loop so i'm sure that can alter the taste in more ways more ways than one yeah um the hellas style has a i I don't mean to keep using this word but it really is the best word for it a spiciness to it this has you know there's a little bit of sulfur on the aroma at first and then along with the lemon but it's distinctly lemon it's not citrus like and there's nothing tropical about it it's definitely uh vibrant on the nose it's definitely one that you're like it almost reminds me of like a lemon shandy, almost. It's not that sweet, but you know, it's it's got a lot of like bright citrus, bright summery things coming off the nose. I want to be like on a porch somewhere in the early evening, just taking in mm. the sun. Yeah. Uh. So, with that, I will now sip the Long Fin Lager. I balance. You enjoy it. that. Uh, you mentioned other beers uh, and one in particular, so I'm going to mention other beers and one in particular because I just can't wait to talk about this beer. Um, they've got a bunch of other stuff on tap, but they have one called Victory at Sea. It is a 10% seasonal imperial porter and is described as a bold, smooth brew with just the right amount of sweetness. We infuse this robust porter with vanilla and San Diego's own Cafe Calabria coffee beans. The subtle roasted notes and minimal acidity of the cold brewed coffee balances perfectly with the sweet caramel undertones of the malt, creating a winning combination of your palate, and it is a 10 percent imperial porter oh my lanta among other beers among other great things uh you know they've got a a bunch of limited series the pilsners all different kinds there's the habanero you were talking about legion lager if you're looking for another lager phantom ipa manta ray double ipa every great brewery has a double ipa steven how are we feeling all right, so this is an interesting journey because it doesn't it definitely doesn't drink like a lemon shandy or anything like that. What you get on the nose is much sweeter than than the experience of drinking it. The lemon citrus flavor is there. The crackery malt is there. It's much wheatier than I expected it to be. I would say lemon wheat is uh oh. sort of almost almost in a Belgian kind of way. It's very weedy. The uh, the the malt the, there's a little bit of honey in there too. A lot of white grape, a lot of that Chardonnay thing. It's very carbonated to me. I would say the carbonation is high. Uh, the mouthfeel is sort of medium bodied. It's a crisp and dry beer. Uh, this is crushable. This is smooth. This is 
it's the middle of the day and you just need like a light, easy 4.5 percenter that's not going to that's not going to kill you at all. Um, I don't get a lot of bil- bitterness to it, uh, but I do think that those German hops and the weediness of it are what take it away from any kind of Pilsner, Marzen, Fest beer and put it sort of squarely into a, a, a Hellas category. It's definitely a Hellas. And they have other lagers that, you know, they have a hoppy lager that uh, would be interesting to try. They have other versions of, of their lagers, but this is not, I think a lot of times when you see like, oh, the brewery's lager, you think Pilsner sort of right away. And this is yeah. different you, than you that. Go, you go to that like very light beer mindset. Yes. Uh, I would say on the sweet side, again, it's it's that lemon citrus, it's the honey, and it's the those stone fruits, the grape, the little bit of green apple. On the malty side, it's it's spicy and crackery, but it's not sweet malt. It's more, uh, like, it's weedy. It's just weedy. It's strong. Mm. It's hay, you know. And right. those things balance together pretty well. Uh, it is, and ultimately, it finishes with like there's just no flavor. It's clean. It's crisp. It's dry. It's great. Great job. But of the two, I would definitely take the Sculpin okay. because of my preferences. Right. Uh, right, right, right. But it's it's a it's a good lager and it, and an interesting one and definitely sort of a you can tell that there's a ballast point twist on the style. It's not just our lager. You know what I mean? Now you mentioned uh, if you need something light to get you through the day, where can you see yourself drinking this? On a porch in the evening. Uh, at a barbecue, I guess at a tailgate, uh, Super Bowl party, football, su- football Sunday. You know, in California, football Great. kicks off at 10 a.m. You got to, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, woof. It's an early drinking day. And, uh, and, uh, <laughs> that would work. Uh, any, any event like that where you need something that's going to, or social events, anything you need, you need a, you know, you want a drink, but you, do, you also don't want like a high ABV. You don't want something that's going to kill you. Maybe you're eating. This is like, this is going to accent your experience of whatever you're doing. It's not going to distract you. Love it. So That's there you great. Go. There we go. That's awesome. And with that, it is time for us to bust out our Bob Ross bobblehead. I can never remember what they're called, but we're going in to Can Arts and Crafts. <laughs> The term you were looking for was Funko Pop. That that's is what right. they that's are called. Right. But that's okay. No worries at all. All right. So we're going to go in order. Uh, the Sculpin. So as you may or may not know, for those of you on YouTube, for those of you who know this beer, who have drank of this beer, that know everything about this beer, we've got the Sculpin Fish. It kind of does look like, as you mentioned, a lionfish, which is one of the most poisonous fishes in the world. Don't touch it. It will literally kill your face. Uh, so the the fish is big and bright. Uh, the can is orange with the writing. Sculpin is big and black letters. This can has something to it. It's kind of got like a reflective kind of thing. If you're on YouTube, you can see just me and my computer and you can see all my secrets. Um, so, but it's cool. I really like it. Uh, bright colors. I mean, this is the type of can that you just have to look, see the fish and you know what you're drinking. Uh, the grapefruit is literally the same thing, except where you see orange is where you see that orangey red color of a grapefruit. 
And then Steven's lager is uh, very simple, very light, uh, very uh, fish is uh, properly, uh, you know, displayed. It's got a little bit of that bluish white to it. Uh, it's on the simpler side, but I have an appreciation for it. I think it kind of has the message pretty clearly. Uh, what I think is great, but who the hell cares about that? Not even me. Uh, let's talk about how this came to be. Uh, they all came from a man called Paul Elder. Uh, he started sketching. Uh, his sketches became paintings, and paintings eventually became the labels. Uh, to this day, the fish illustrations and nautical scenes for the beers that are on these are from him. Um, as a homebrew mart regular, he basically struck up a conversation with Yusuf, who was one of the owners, about fishing. He pulled out a sketchbook and said, hey, look at all these fish illustrations I got. And Yusuf thought, wow, this is pretty dope. Wait a second. Let's talk about this. So he kind of gave his nautical fish life at sea kind of theme to the brewery. And here we are. If you look at some of the other beers, uh, you can see they've got a lot of high seas and the ocean vibe to it. Um, if it's not a fish or an aquatic animal, it's a skeleton in some sort of pirate guard or some sort of situation. The victory at sea I talked about earlier, he's on a ship, the pumpkin down, he's literally down, the skeleton's just falling over. I mean, it, it really is great. The American Pilsner has a skeleton that's surfing on the water. So it all kind of plays into a theme. Paul Elder also named the Sculpin IPA, delicious, but with a stinging bite. So we have a basic, amazing appreciation for that. Paul, thank you for your work. Thank you for your service. If you go on the Ballast Point website, you can buy some of his prints. You can buy some of his artwork. It's all on sale there. And as you should, it's really great. As for the cans themselves, as for the artwork themselves, I think it's pretty great. I think it's pretty original. I think it's pretty standout. I'm going to give it an 8.9. I think it's really dope. Bright colors, a lot going on. Bob Ross Funko Pop is here. He agrees with me. He also likes fish. He likes to go swimming. Go swim, Bob. He's fine. That's another great edition of Can Arts and Crafts. Thank you so much, Paul Elder. <laughs> Do not sleep on Ballast Point Brewing. They have a lot to offer. They are a craft brewery out of San Diego, a craft brewery that's been around a long time, but still a craft brewery with great craft beers and uh, a killer IPA at the core of it all. So uh, good job. To represent just who they are. It's that I like yeah. all you have to do is just get handed one of those IPAs, you're sold. And with that, we're going to wrap it up, but not before. to do last calls about animals sometimes because animals fascinate us. And you know what's a weird animal? The moose. The there was moose. A, a school in Saskatchewan, Canada. Where else? Uh, <laughs> a great school in Saskatchewan was uh, disrupted last week <laughs> when uh, a moose ran through a large glass window and crashed into the classroom the moose then proceeded to stumble around, dazed, which I guess makes sense. It just ran through a bunch of glass. 
And uh, the students were safely ushered out of the classroom. One child sustained minor injuries. I am intrigued. Because of the moose or the glass? What happened to the kid? Yeah, I got to be honest. When I first read this article, there was a small, and maybe this is just the dark side of my brain. There was a small part of me that thought, okay, did he get trampled? Did he get hit with the antlers? Like, <laughs> no, no, what no, no, happened? no. The kid sustained minor okay. injuries that did He's not okay. require medical attention. But uh, and then the moose was tranquilized and relocated to um, not inside a classroom. Can you imagine <laughs> being in your math class and all of a sudden? Just dozing off when all of a sudden the glass beside you shatters and a mo- meese, my, meese, moose, mooses? Moose, moose. Multiple moose. moose? Multiple moose, yep. Wow, I hate that. Uh, yeah, I know. They but it's are... the one like animal plural that I know and am confident about. And if I'm wrong, it's, it'll be even more hilarious. But I'm like 99.9% sure. Look at all those moose. They are weird animals. They are... Moose are the animal equivalent of, you know, those dudes who go to the gym and they like really work on their top, but they don't work on their legs at all. So they just get huge, but their legs are like spindly and small. That's how I picture moose. Moose skip leg day. That's pretty much the, the, the vibe we're trying to put out there. But one of the best parts of this article is the last sentence. Officials said the rest of the school day continued as normal. Um... I'll call bullshit. No, it didn't. <laughs> um, Everyone how? was freaked out. How could it continue as normal? If a moose bust through the glass in the <laughs> middle of my class and I was freaking out and I sustained minor injuries, there'd be a small part. Like, you can't be like, wow, that was exciting. Anyway, turn to page 34. I'd be like, um, no. Can we have a therapy session about this? Yeah. Also, how can the school day continue as normal when room 304 has a gaping hole? <laughs> exactly there's shattered glass everywhere would we just get to ignore this and just did someone like first off saskatchewan is just a funny city town of course it's saskatchewan it had to be canada it couldn't be anywhere else it couldn't be like baltimore maryland it had to be saskatchewan canada no where where do moose do their moose things not in baltimore in in the, in the Great North, Maine, that's where apparently they do it. And north of the wall, that's correct. Crashed into a classroom, broke through the glass. Listen, moose are huge. They're it's very like, big. You don't want to hit them with your car. Like you don't want to get near them. They will literally rip your face. Maybe they won't rip your face. They're off, not but- mean. They're just like deer, but they're bigger, and their antlers are bigger. And like, have you ever seen a moose without antlers? That's even creepier because it's like. I, it looks like a horse or something, but it's moving weird and its body's weird. It's like a horse with the body of a cow and the legs of like a yeah. cat. And I just don't understand it. And it's, it's like just, a science experiment that went wrong. And it's big. And apparently like you, you can't like, you know, they get it like you have to trick them out of the town with like apples. And so you can't harm a moose. You got to like, you know, I don't. How did they move it? How did they move it? They tranquilized it. Then what? They picked it they up with probably- a crane. They, I mean, maybe they probably put it on a tarp and they were like, all right, everyone, all 12 of us <laughs> grab a side <laughs> but, and one, two, three lifts. But all that was going on. But the school day continued as normal, though. Yeah. But but, you know, the children had to learn. I mean, I, I think one. Meanwhile, the entire sheriff's office is down the hall trying to escort a moose out through the glass Lift window. With your legs, Jimmy. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I. Wow. Um, I focus on the math assignment, please. <laughs> what I wouldn't have given to see 
a moose crash through. I wasn't good at math, so that would have been the perfect classroom to just. That's a weird. I mean, I would assume that the moose didn't know the glass was was there. Have you ever done that? Have you ever like walked into the glass? Oh, Stephen, I've ran into the glass before. Oh, really? I've... Did you shatter it? No, I. Oh. I was going to say, you've done this. You are the moose. Oh, I am the moose. I will 100% admit it. I've had two beers, so I have no problem talking about it. I've ran into the glass and just kind of bounced off of it. But one of the other things I did was I didn't know the screen was there. Like, you know, the oh, screen, yeah. there's like the glass door and then there's the screen door. Yeah. I ran so hard into that the screen door fell off the thing. And I wasn't even at my house. I was at a friend's house for a birthday party. And I, and I was fine. I remember just standing there in shock. And like we were young at the time, so my friend's mom like came up to me and was like, "Oh my god, like are you okay?" And I was just like, "Yeah, I'm just embarrassed." <laughs> Why were you running out of? It doesn't matter. We were children. Uh, we it was playtime. I don't know. The point you were is, happy. Don't run into a screen door. The Make thing is, sure this is a real phenomenon. Put window panes or something on your glass doors. Don't remember that Windex commercial where the the, the pigeons? Bird, yeah, yeah. They weren't pigeons. They were crows. Uh, but. Steven would know. He's still traumatized by it. It doesn't matter. Okay, we got to get the fuck out of here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for another great round. Um, moose are weird creatures, and they're... Uh, moose are weird creatures. Sculpin IPA is here to stay. Ballast Point, go do the damn thing. And uh, yeah, thank you for joining us yet again. We will see you guys next week. We'll be back next week. Until then... Drink good beer and uh, have a good life. We'll see you then.